Hello and welcome to episode number 342 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. We are back again. Uh, what was it What was it last week? Oh, it was a bit of a uh, 65, wasn't it? Um, so, uh, <laughs> was that just you having a conversation with yourself? <laughs> yeah, just, try, just trying to remember it, you know? Like, uh, it's because yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we had like that nice little run in the cinema. Mm. Uh, did. for three weeks in a row but uh yeah we're back on demand this this was easily the one that i wanted to see the most though on digital services um which yeah we'll get to talking about missing shortly um even though this is coming apparently in the cinema soon um yeah it's, may or may not be yeah, it's it's got one of the most annoying. I mean, yeah, it came out in Jan in the States and we were supposed to get it in Feb. So it was like, okay, it's just a slight delay for us. We can handle that. And then it just got disappeared off the app and, and the listings like the week before it was supposed to come out. Mm. Um, and now it's showing the same day as Evil Dead Rise. Where it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, we we saw this one at home. Plus, this one makes more sense to see at home as well I think because so. it's I think uh, these sorts of movies. Yeah, screen life is fun at the cinema, but I think I do enjoy it. It's like the only genre of, of horror film that I enjoy more at home. I think you can really get into it more at home. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll get to it shortly. There's only one news item this week, uh, thankfully. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Yeah, last week was hilarious where we were like, we're going to do a shorter episode this week. And then it ended up being longer than most weeks. <laughs> 17, 17 news stories later. Yeah. Um, this is just the... to do with The Last of Us. No, this is just a fun little one I threw in here. Um, basically, it's the 20th anniversary of House of a Thousand Corpses this year, um, which is very exciting, of course, for this monumental film. Um, and they were kind of doing a, a re-release on Blu-ray, a 20th anniversary set. Um, I can't remember if we even put it in the news or not because it was like, oh yeah, it's a cool new art and stuff, but it wasn't no, anything too, yeah, it wasn't anything too sort of crazy. Um, but this is cool because yeah, Rob Zombie via via of course his Instagram, where all the the greatest Rob Zombie news comes from um has just recorded a brand new commentary track for the film um so yeah 20 years after he filmed uh, or after he recorded the last track which is cool so yeah i think that's really that is something that i'm interested in you know we talk a lot about loving commentary tracks um and I think retrospective ones as well add so much flavor to it. And so for mm. Rob to have done this, and obviously so much happening, you know, when you think about when he sat down to do that first um, commentary to now, like there's two sequels, the the kind of the added cast members, the yeah. so much has happened, stuff, you know, yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I can't wait for him to talk about so many uh, different mm. and new things. Like, yeah, this is so awesome. So, yeah, I, I am yeah. definitely going to seek this out any way possible. I don't know if this will be available in, like, a new digital release or or if not, just end up getting the Blu-ray down the line. Um, but, yeah, I love this. I, I would love to see more of stuff like this, these kind of retrospective commentary tracks, when, you know, when they're worthwhile. And this is definitely the one of, like, I mean, House of a Thousand Corpses alone already has such an insane history. Um, yeah. You know, because we're talking about the 20th anniversary, but that was the 20th anniversary of the release, right? Like, because I think yeah. it was formed about three years before that. Yeah, it was um, crazy. Yeah, so this is pretty cool, isn't it? That obviously oh, it Rob's got in there. It was a speedy, you know, dirty movie when it came out, and I just mm. think, like, you know, it, it it still doesn't feel like it has the cult following that it really should. Mm. It, it felt like a movie that should have this instantaneous cult following and uh, you know obviously there are fans of it you know i think we've seeked most of them out as listeners of the podcast um, <laughs> um 
you know so, so i think it's great that it's getting the love it love it kind of deserves and i think exactly what you said when it's some sort of anniversary edition of these movies i think having like a reworked director commentary is fantastic or or, or you know actor who you know whatever commentary you know i i think like you know if if there was like a a Halloween, you know, that had a 40th or 50th or whatever, you know, whatever we get to um, version with John Carpenter talking about it that many years later, that'd be so cool. Like mm. even, even then, you know, for like a movie where I'm like, you know, would I, would I pick up a re-release of Halloween? I'm like, no, not at this point. But then like, yeah, if they suddenly did like a, him talking about it 50 years later as a commentary, like uh, that, that could entice me. Mm. I think, I think it, you know, it's another way that these people can learn how to get your money for that that movie again, and yeah. and just just add a bit more value to it. And and obviously with this one, um, you know, you can't get a good Blu-ray of it anyway, can you? Uh, or, or can you with House? Which which? Is oh yeah, House is a bit dodgy. Yeah, like I think I, I think I have a Blu-ray, but it's it's weird. I think I don't think it's like a proper UK one. I know it's in like no. a cardboard sleeve and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think there is like a proper UK Blu-ray. So if this is getting a UK release, that's massive. Yeah. And it's obviously it's not 4k or anything like that. And and I think yeah. obviously in terms of quality, it doesn't matter, but I just think in terms of region free, like that to me has easily been one of the biggest selling points of 4ks going mm-hmm. forward is to just completely eliminate the uh, regional bullshit, which feels like it should yeah, have died. So in nice. the, should have died in the dvd era and it's kind of crazy that it it hung over into the blu-ray era as well but it seems like it's gone now for good um but yeah this is so cool like typing codes into a dvd player yeah sadly i do like (laughs) to like region unlock them Mm -hmm. and i remember like having it printed out and stuck to the bottom of my dvd (laughs) player so whenever i wanted to bring one of my region three one or region one dvds in, i kind of flicked it over and was like oh yeah up up down down Mm. it's like so so ridiculous man it was insane i remember all that and i remember trying to see like oh so if i change my region on like the playstation 2 to the states does that then change like the dvd region code and obviously that's how you access the different stores and stuff like yeah that oh god that whole era was not fun um yeah i just just want to be able to buy shit worldwide you know i just want i just want to give people money for shit i know know that's the thing you know, I just want the Blu-ray. Like, I just want House of a Thousand Corpses, you know, and, and these other releases, whatever. And here's my money. Mm. You know, I, it's really not difficult. <laughs> That's what I just find laughable about it. It's like you would yeah. think that would be the end goal of every single company is to make as much money as possible. And yeah, they clearly it. just make like, these bad yeah, decisions. Like, um, jailbreaking or something like that. But it's mm. like, no, no. I just, I just want to give you money so I can buy this physical, you know, film. And, and yeah, the fact that it's so difficult is just obscene. Yeah, the prime example was that A24 the other day, mm. where it was like, oh, yeah, 4K, Lighthouse, 50 quid, done. Jobs are good. And, like, the yeah, instant I saw it, I was like, I know I'll be able to play that on every device. So, <laughs> um, absolutely fantastic. Um, but, yeah, that's a fun one. Like, I, I'm, I think that's out sometime in April. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled on, on sort of what is the release of this. And if this is just, like, only a region-coded American Blu-ray, that would suck. Um, that would be disappointing. Yeah, because I, I definitely just want to hear this commentary. I'm not, I'm, I'm not really too fussed about the actual like release because I'm sure it's just going to be a, a, a sort of regular version of the film. It's, uh, I'm sure they tried their hardest as well because I know Rob um, had posted on his Instagram last year some like stills of a 
lost ending uh different ending to the movie um nice. involving like captain spaulding and kind of in the car at the end where he he ends up in the like the ice cream truck and he's like yeah we just don't have this footage because of obviously the the complete shit show that was producing that film in the first <laughs> place imagine. yeah he's like he couldn't even believe he found stills of it let alone like actual footage um yeah. but I'm, I'm sure they tried to kind of cobble that stuff together for this release and it just wasn't going to happen um oh, yeah it would have been amazing um but yeah, that's it for the news this week. Uh, shall we Ooh. talk about this week's film? Do it. Let's talk about Missing. So yeah, this is a, a pretty interesting one. Obviously, the latest screen life uh, film, as it were, the new subgenre, um, and a subgenre that I'm a massive fan of. Um, we've seen some pretty good ones for the podcast in the past. Obviously, I think Unfriended Dark Web was was a real high point for me, mm. um, especially for a horror as well, because I think a lot of these are, are usually thrillers. Um, I certainly Searching was, and I think this film is as well, which is fantastic. But I think what Unfriended did so well was that it really nailed the horror and, and the amount of yeah. like crazy kills. Because I think that's you can get across a good story, in my opinion, and tension. But I think when it comes to kills. It is hard to do that in screen life in, in interesting and kind of unique ways. Um, and we've seen like Spree did it very well. And even Deadstream earlier this year was great as well. Um, You've got to but... have an avenue to have multiple people perfectly framed on screen mm. for them to be killed in the context of it still being work, you know, working as a screen life, you know, vessel. So yeah. I think, you know, obviously spree being in the eyes of the psychopath or with you know with unfriended being this multiple group call kind of gives you that conduit very well yeah and i think uh, like the reason why i really <laughs> give it up to unfriended is because it had like reasons for those kills what to do yeah. with the screen stuff which i think is so cool like obviously not to spoil anything but like the swat in sequence in particular like i still think about that so much and how well yeah. done that was um but yeah, yeah obviously that movie is by far that that is the, the 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 blair witch of kind of screen life for me where it's like oh that's that's the gold standard that you gotta work towards yeah i think so i think it's really really good um but but another movie that was absolutely awesome was searching which mm. obviously we didn't do a podcast on or an individual show but we both saw it at different times throughout the recent years and we both really liked it um i thought it was a fantastic thriller that kind of was so slick in its production was kind of like the biggest thing that stood out to me um mm. you know you get different types of screen life movies and i feel like this one was clearly trying to make the most stylized and sort of visual impressive version of these films um and it certainly had a budget more than i think a few of the other screen life movies um yeah. and then we kind of heard that yeah it was getting a spiritual sequel which is now this movie missing um which is kind of a brand new set of characters there's certainly some some in-universe nods to the previous movie which i really really liked um mm -hmm. but yeah this is a, this is a brand new film just uh, set on screens um but yeah what is what is missing about uh yeah so so missing um stars our kind of lead character june who um basically is in search of her her mother her mother and her boyfriend um we we kind of meet june at the start of the movie kind of her mum going away um and all of this kind of it 
a lot of the conversations that are happening between people when they're in this, the same room as each other, we're using June's laptop through kind of FaceTime uh, being just actively open on her screen to be able to see these people and, and see these conversations. And she's kind of talking to her mom and kind of her mom and her boyfriend are going away. Um, and uh, need, wants her to pick her up kind of in a few days time. And when she gets to the airport, her mom's not there no sign of her and kind of um, June getting more and more worried. It start, begins to kind of use her laptop as a vessel to, to track her mum's whereabouts and, and try to track her down. And um, where the hell were they? Were they um, uh, Columbia? Columbia. Yeah. So they'd gone, f- traveled to Columbia from there in LA, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, yeah, she's she's got no money. She's got no way to get to Columbia. So she uses the tool that she's got, which is her laptop, to be able to, you know, contact the hotel that her mum's staying at, contact people there, and start to kind of unravel this mystery as to where um, where her mum's where gone. Um, throughout the kind of um, the movie, we kind of get introduced to some of June's friends. We get introduced to a next-door neighbour that's a solicitor. And we kind of, you know, eventually we, we start to get introduced to a police, etc. as her mum gets missing for, for longer and longer. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a real short, simple synopsis because that that's it in a nutshell, really. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it's all done screen life through visually through the laptop. So, um, you know, conveniently everything June does in life is, is in front of that screen uh, for, for for the for the benefit of this movie <laughs> mm. um because there are points where i'm like man kids today they need to you know they need to use this thing called like imagine having a phone that everyone can use that's tethered to one location mm. like a landline and just like <laughs> use that <laughs> yeah this is is wild like to to see it but but it's funny because it works like i can't imagine someone Oh yeah, in their life in that in that way, um, I just just makes me start to feel a bit old. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like, it doesn't it doesn't feel disingenuous, but it definitely feels like strange. Yeah. Um, where I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of just the world that a young teenage girl now lives up in, where they just have access to so many different things. And I think that's what's such a good setup to the film. Where, like, say, so you get a pretty easy basic premise, which is like, okay, her, her mom and her mom's boyfriend have gone missing. How, how what can I do? to to help that situation you know they're in a foreign country and and i think immediately her kind of googling these different websites and you know her own like sleuthing that she can do via technology like today's specifically today's technology um like i think early on we just get like security cameras in colombia you know there's like a website where it's like here's some famous landmarks in colombia um which is kind of uh, early on is like a um uh, you know, it's not a lead because there she can't find like the hotel that her mum's staying at. Um, yeah. But I think stuff like that is immediately it's like, oh no, here's all of these things because yeah, you you just don't think about that. Like back in the day, your option would just be like like the basic ones, which is call the police and wait by the phone yeah. for information. Whereas she can be so active in trying to help the situation, which I think is such such a cool idea for the film. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of one of one of those cool things that she kind of does is she. Um, God, what was the what was the app called? It was basically like Housekeeper she used, and then yeah, and then looking for like an equivalent in Colombia, which is mm-hmm. is basically like Uber but for odd jobs. 
yeah. where you enlist, you know, someone, you know, you can be like, I want someone to mow my lawn. I want someone to go to a hotel and get security footage, you know, just whatever. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, she kind of enlists the help of a guy. Um, I, I, I can't remember his name though. Do you oh, remember his name? Yes, of course. Harry? Yes, Javi. Yeah. He's the yeah. oh god, what a character Javi is. The best. <laughs> and uh, Javi is kind of her Colombian, uh, you know, uh, private detective, um, <laughs> but not by trade, just because he was hired to be one. He's an odd job man that's currently now being employed to be her private detective so he is her feet on the ground in Colombia, and she mm. is kind of using the the tools at her kind of service you know the the internet and Javi to kind of see if they can somehow track the the steps of her of her mum because obviously like in the early days of her being missing um in particular that the police aren't as interested you mm. know until she's kind of been missing for a little while and, and june wants to kind of you know fi- find things out as soon as possible so so yeah um it's a fun like way to, to, to do that. I think kind of, you know, th- those little aspects of the movie was, was really some of the, some of the best parts. Yeah. I think even that is like, to me, I think this is so well written where you can tell that they've asked every single question. Like mm. you, you can tell when we watch certain films where it's just someone's idea and they've kind of just flown it out there and that's it. So then when yeah. you question it as a viewer, it just falls under scrutiny immediately. Whereas this is a, such a well-written movie because to get to that point with Javi, you just follow all of the natural steps where it's like, okay, you file the police report, you know, she gets a, an initial hurdle there where she like forgets to add the online signature which is great so then it's like okay now i'm delayed even longer and now there's this whole issue with the hotel security cameras being reset every 48 hours so now there's like a ticking clock element which is great for a movie to be like no i need to do this now um so then her obviously finding Javi, but then it's like okay how do i get someone in columbia and like say she goes she does the google search she finds this website and then she just obviously she barely has any money because she's using the the money that her mum left her that she's already spent a bunch on alcohol when she had this like party that over the weekend um so there's like this money element as well mm-hmm. um so she picks the cheapest guy she like sorts it you know cheapest eight dollars an hour you know he's got like a two-star rating she's like okay fine happy so i love how she kind of accidentally finds this guy who um ends up being i think so important to the movie not just like plot wise but also just like character and emotional wise as well um so yeah like i think you can just kind of see the through line throughout all of these steps where you're like oh this is so well constructed because they clearly thought about it from a realistic point of view Whereas, like, okay, what could someone do in these situations? Like, what would be their options? Because it is a nightmare. Like, even early on, um, when she first calls the hotel, and um, I'm guessing they're speaking Spanish. Um, yeah. And yeah. and obviously, she doesn't speak the language. So she's kind of, like, in real time trying to Google translate these words and sayings. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable how well she does for starters. Like, I, like I it's, it's actually say, I feel, crazy. I feel like it's, it's a little too unbelievable. How well yeah. That does. is what, that is probably when, one of the when, only parts. When they're talking very quickly and she's like, oh, it's crazy. Like, like I, I wouldn't even begin to be able to type it. No, so. like it was so impressive where I was like, okay, maybe she does have a slight understanding or something, but yeah, that was the one part where I'm like, man, you, this would not have gone this well um, because she basically gets what she, you know, she got the information she needed, which mm. is that, yeah, we have um, camera footage, but yeah, it's going to be reset every, every 48 hours. And obviously the police need to come and look at it. Um, but even that was like, Oh, it was such an interesting hurdle, this kind of language barrier. And this, mm. I think that was such a cool, um, 
unique thing about the film kind of having this international vibe i I think we don't really see that in these screen life movies um you think about and that's so good about it being on screens because you know in the internet is instantaneous so you can have this kind of worldwide adventure because i think back to unfriended which is obviously incredible but it's a group of friends that seemingly all it all felt like they lived within five minutes of each other yeah um because obviously there was you know implications to that but it was almost like you guys could have just met up (laughs) like this didn't need to be on a zoom call or whatever whereas i like that this needed to be on her computer because she's not getting a flight to Colombia in under 48 hours like she has no money so um i think just little things like that as i think are so well done in, in this film mm. um but yeah i mean should, should we get into sort of our overall thoughts yeah i mean keep keep going i think you're, you're kind of there now really i think yeah um i mean it, like there is just so many small stuff that i think this movie does right um i think it, it, this movie goes at a ridiculous pace um i think for a pretty long film in this sort of subgenre, i think it's like over an hour and 45 um but it certainly doesn't feel it and i think it's because it has like it, it, it certainly has like a big reveal at the halfway point that i think really kind of changes the movie um you know because everything we're talking about now kind of very quickly changes at the halfway point um and i think that helps but yeah like the, the, there's just so much going on to the point that i with these screen life movies i love looking at the extra stuff in the in the screen um and seeing all these extra conversations and stuff and i I didn't really get a chance to do that as much because it was just so quick it was so like okay now i'm calling the police detective okay now i'm calling columbia now i'm doing this now i'm doing that you know here's my um well who's like the it's like a family friend who's like a lawyer yes neighbor isn't it yeah like so she's got her as well and obviously she's got friends coming over and like again like every time she kind of pulls up facetime there's always like these little snippets of messages or there's like a news feed and and again i love looking at that stuff um and i i got to do it a little bit but like it was just because the movie was so damn quick and and i'm actually looking forward to seeing this movie again now because i know it all um i want to really search for the little the hidden subplots because i've done like I, i googled after watching this movie kind of was there more over references to the last film um because obviously the the movie starts with the the kind of this is like literally the opening scene of the film um which is like she's watching netflix um and it's like this true crime documentary and it's so cool that it's yeah it's a true crime recreation of the first film (laughs) um so i think oh that's such a cool little in-universe thing to reference like okay so this did happen within the same universe which i think is cool um but there is a lot more of these like little um plot things like i didn't even know this about the last film but there's an alien subplot that's happened yeah. across both of these films now yeah. <laughs> and i didn't i didn't I, even I get didn't, a sniff of that i didn't get a sniff of it but it also doesn't surprise me in the slightest <laughs> yeah it's like and i read all about how yeah like how it started in searching where they're worrying about this kind of extraterrestrial element and then it goes into like in this movie how they've made contact and stuff like that and i'm like oh this is so ridiculous that yeah i've seen both these movies and i didn't get that at all it wouldn't surprise Um, me if this is in cloverfield universe yeah like and and again i think it just shows the level of care that it's like oh that's such an interesting and funny like i would love to see that become like the main plot in some ways if there was like a potential third movie now the fact that they've set it up so well in these two films um but yeah i I think it's just so well crafted i already talked about what i what i thought about with searching and that it's so well presented um 
it's so slick like the editing like the way they zoom across the way they use kind of like google maps and they'll zoom into the map and it, it it's really unbelievably well crafted where you're not watching a screen life movie that is trying to be you know realistic or found footage or anything like that it is purely just how do we make the most entertaining and stylistic mm. film within this within these barriers um which i think is an awesome like i say i love all of the different types of these movies but i love that this exists that this to me is like the closest to like a blockbuster screen life film um because you really are just seeing so many different perspectives and it's it constantly pulls out from the computer and and then let alone like obviously we haven't really talked about plot but like what once we get like the initial twist which i didn't see coming um I think the second half of this movie is absolutely insane where they're just constantly throwing a new element at you. And I'm like, holy shit. They just keep doing more and more twists and turns. Like it's almost comical, but like to me, it completely worked where I, my jaw like dropped multiple times watching this film where I was like, holy shit. How do they keep adding layers upon layers of this? Um, which is crazy because I remember seeing the trailer and not really thinking this movie was going to be very good at all. Um, mm. Just based upon that early premise, which I still think the early stuff is great and is so well done. Like I think screen life movies in general are almost impossible to get across in a trailer as kind of the conclusion yeah. I've come to. Because they just they're not snappy and they don't they don't feature the same sort of scenes of 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 over action that you can get across um in a traditional no, trailer. Almost, it's really annoying because I think almost the scenes of action that you have to show in a trailer mm. are going to be very end game stuff in this, yeah. in this screen life movie, which makes it very difficult. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Cause like I say, most of the time it will be talking and reacting to stuff. And then, yeah, when you get shit happening, it's like, well, we don't want to see that obviously for fear of spoilers. Mm. Um, and I'm glad cause I do think now in hindsight, they did do a good, a good job where they didn't, they didn't show you the reveals. They didn't show you like a lot of the stuff that happens in the final third. And I think this is, this is a real tense movie. I thought like, I think it, it definitely helps that. I think I was so invested in the story. Um, mm. And once we got to, I mean, I really liked it from, from the moment it started to be honest, but I think once we got the twist, I was so in at that point. Um, and so I think, and then the back half is when you get the real scenes of tension. Cause a lot of, a lot of the early game is just like the detective sleuthing stuff, which I just found fascinating and so well done. But then when you get to the more traditional cat and mouse thriller stuff, I think because I was so invested, I really found it tense. Um, there's like a, a scene when she kind of goes out of her house with like a smartwatch as a camera. Um, and I was like, oh, this was like so tense to me. Like the way she was kind of walking through this abandoned building. I was like, holy shit, like this is going to get me if, if there's like a big scare. Um, and, and also that, as an aside, like that smartwatch stuff was, was again, another thing that was set up so well. Because mm. I, I thought that was one of the things I did pick up on as like a background thing. Because I saw the little pop up from the guy who was at the party. Yeah, and he and was he like... Went, he was like, hey, hey, yo, you got my watch still. <laughs> yeah, it was so good because it was like, obviously, she's worried about her mum, so she's not worried about this guy's watch. And he's yeah. just constantly pestering her in the background on her computer of like, hey, just so you know, hope hope you find your mum. But can you can you find my watch? Like, it's really expensive. Yeah, that, which... that's what I really loved about it, that, that it was like, <laughs> oh, hey, how's your mum? Um, by the way, no rush, but have you seen my watch? <laughs> yeah, it, it's so good. And like it. It felt perfect to that character from the little we saw of him. And then later on, there's like a reference with the cat eating the watch as well, which was great. But then the fact that it actually <laughs> played a role, I thought it was just going to be like for, for for jokes, you know, just this funny little side plot. But the fact that it does become extremely pivotal, not just in her using it as a camera, but then later on in the finale as well, um, where I was like, man, this, this movie is just so well layered. And I think even like the intro to this movie, when I first watched it, I, I was a bit confused in what, in what I was seeing on the yeah. screen. 
where I was like, I was like, what is this? Whose perspective is this? And I, I was almost like annoyed at myself for thinking it was something that it wasn't because I got confused by it. And then we go straight into the movie and I'd kind of like um, gaslit myself where I was like, oh, that was clearly June because this, this whole movie's from June's perspective, even though like there was things in it that didn't make sense for it to be June's perspective. Mm. And then once you get like the full story, it just made so much sense and it just made the whole thing click. Um, but yeah, there, there's like a million things I want to jump into, but I definitely want to want to know what you think. Cause yeah, I, I love this movie. Oh. I, 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 I thought I would like it because I like the sub but I was absolutely blown away. Like this is astonishing. And I, th- I definitely think it's better than searching as well um, for, for me. Yeah. It's so I don't know what I would do in comparison to the two movies. They're very similar. Yeah. They're and very think, similar. But I think in terms of like, I, as you were talking and as I was thinking about the movie, I'm like, it, it really does just smash everything it wants to. And it's so well made and so clever and so tight. But I was, I was nowhere near the level of invested that you were, as you were describing and, and as passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I still really liked it. And I still really liked the, the story and the overall kind of, you know, the start, beginning and end that we got, I found very satisfying and very good and, and inc- yet yeah, incredibly tight and just incredibly well done. But there was almost something about it that it was almost like over polish where and, and you talked about it, how they, they're not trying to make it be like, oh, yeah, this is just a this is a live stream that you've got. Or this, yeah. is, this is something else. This is a movie that's just using the conduit of a computer screen. Yeah. And, and it will do clever little cutesy things and it will zoom in on certain, you know, the Google Maps will show the journey in a cool Google Maps way and stuff like that. And. There was I always think sound cues are a big thing, aren't mm. they, in these types of movies? Like, if a movie wants yeah. to be grounded and realistic, it won't have any extra sound, whereas this clearly has, like, an ambient yeah, soundtrack got, that it's got, in. Yeah, all of these sound cues. And, like, there was a moment when she was doing the bloody Prove You Not a Robot thing and, like, trying oh, to yeah. figure out what's, uh, what was a that. bust or something. And That's so good. Yeah, and, and it was almost like... It, 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 it started to take me out of it, really, where I was just like... I think when I saw searching it was one of the first ones of these that we'd seen mm. and so i, I kind of didn't realize how grounded and how like you know you could feel like you're just watching this live stream or you're in this group chat and i kind of feel like you know i felt like when i saw that it was like okay no fan footage is when it's like hyper real and screen life is what searching is and now we've had so many that we we've spoken about you know post searching I was like, oh no, it, it it can be like really real life and not that like this style. Mm. And I just think now that that's my preference. That this kind of over glossy, cutesy kind of polish to it does just just take me out of it. Yeah, and and, and I can't fully put my finger on why because everything about it is so tight and so well done. But I just I just found like myself less invested because I was. Um, I'm very aware that I was watching a a movie that was kind of giving me these these cues and beats as opposed to um you know a movie that's still a movie but it's trying to tell me that it's a live stream or whatever or or a pool that I'm in and I just mm. think you know some of these ones like host and stuff that we watched it was like and 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 um you know dark web <clears throat> where it's like yeah, they end up doing cutesy things where it's like, oh yeah, we're using the video call to to give you a scare or whatever. 
but but it just felt still real i could imagine it happening and yeah i just don't know what it was like with this one with with the the convenience of certain things and and with the 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 you know the the music cues and and those sorts of things they they took me out more and more and more and and by the end by the time i got to the end i kind of just found myself being like okay i'm i'm enjoying the journey and it's incredibly well done but i'm not like really in it 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 did take me out so yeah it it was a weird one like i say i certainly still really enjoyed it and i think you know when you were going through your your kind of thoughts on it i was like yeah everything like i i pretty much don't really disagree with um you know but there were just some of the things that that you were saying were the things that you were kind of given a pass to or almost like you enjoyed it where i'm like oh no it took me out a bit the capture bit like like when it's like oh yeah prove you're a robot i'm like oh god's sake and like even like the signature bit like a couple of them were like it started to like grind me a bit because it felt too like produced yeah too tight almost you know i think that's fair like i i totally get that because it's definitely a preference and i definitely think it is also a stylistic choice Hmm. um like you're saying and I, i think i do I would edge towards what you're saying as well in terms of what I would traditionally prefer. Um, I would prefer a screen life movie to try and feel real because I feel like if they were all it's like this... Genre, screen life, real life is what we like. <laughs> yeah. Like, if if every screen life movie was like this, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. And certainly if it was of this quality, I'd be happy. But I would start to question yeah. what's the point because I like... If we're going to use screen life in the same way we've used found footage, mm. it needs to use it... In in like compelling and interesting ways and and i think one of the most interesting ways of using it is to try and add a, a sense of realism that yeah. obviously when you're watching a a traditionally shot horror film it is going to feel more produced and more made whereas i think you can listen we're always going to know we're watching a film but like we we try and trick our brains constantly into feeling like these things are real because that's how you get the most level of enjoyment and i think like say movies like host um and like unfriended dark web you can you can start to believe in the illusion a bit more. Yeah. And obviously found footage is so good at that. That's why Blair Witch was like the king because it was arguably like the 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 one that's fooled the most people easily you know if if like the objective of a fan footage movie is to create an illusion of realism i don't think any fan footage in the history of cinema has done it better than blair witch um i think if screen life's trying to imitate that then that's the standard we need to get to and i and i completely agree that i want screen life movies to do that in general um but this and i think searching are just a different type of screen life um and like i say if that's your if that's not your preference that's fine And and i think i agree as well um but i think for these ones um i just i can't imagine a streamlined kind of slick smooth screen life movie that's better than this Mm. um because it's so it's so well constructed the the amount of different lenses that we use whether it's phones whether like the bit when when they cut to the um the police raid footage in colombia I was like, oh, that's so cool. Again, like this is something that you can do nowadays and to, and to kind of to add that as an interesting element in the story. Um, like the, the even the Siri stuff, which is like a joke that turns out to be more interesting later on. Like there's so many different uses of technology in this that I think are interesting for the plot and well done um in such a good package. And I also think as a thriller as well, um, like 
it needed to just be as ridiculous as, as it is. Like on paper, this movie is absurd. The amount of twists and turns it has oh, in it. Crazy, um, yeah. And it really shouldn't work. And I think for some people, maybe it just wouldn't, but obviously I can only gauge what I felt. And for me, it totally did where all of the twists landed, like every single twist and turn landed for me. And that's rare. I think for a movie like this, um, God, there's one recently and it's just escaped me now, but where it's like, oh, it all landed except for this one that felt like it was too far or whatever. Whereas I, I'm so lucky that for me, this everything landed until the finale and, mm. and the movie obviously ended. Um, even the finale is so good as well. Like, again, I don't want to spoil stuff, but the way they kind of use the the callback, of the, the way the movie opens um, yeah. with, with the Netflix thing, like it's so well done, um, especially with that cameo was fantastic. Like it's... I don't know. This movie made me so happy watching it, and I I, I was blown away by the by the level of um, the quality overall. And I'm I'm easily going to watch this again um, because I think it has so many different layers to it. Like I want to go back and watch Searching again now because I've I've still only seen that one once. Um, so I definitely think like a double bill of these movies is is in my future for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I just love seeing these types of movies. I, I hope the next one we see is definitely closer to a dead stream for sure. Um, and like I say, I, I don't, I don't almost want this to to end now because because of how good this one is. Like yeah, I don't, I want, I want another one because the, this series is a very fun series. Like I said, I had a, I had a fun time with this movie. I think that's mm. the thing that, like, for me, I um. It, I think it was just the thriller side of it, really, and more of, like, you know, for people listening to a horror podcast where I was like, nothing that really landed, you know, none of that element landed with me that much because I was taken out of it. So I was never felt, like, you know, tense and nervous. And when I think of, like, fan footage and screen life movies that have worked in the horror genre, they're some of the most scary. You know, I think of what Blair Witch was back in the day, record, and then unfriended host you know and and they're they're they, they use that that conduit of the, the fan footage screen life to be even more terrifying you know paranormal activity um you know did it as well and i just think like yeah that was was kind of you know that was missing for me so to speak uh and and yeah with this one it just kind of um was just such a well-made ride but certainly yeah if they were like oh yeah we're going to complete the trilogy um you know we're, we're bringing out found um and it's going to be the alien invasion uh captured, <laughs> captured on screen life i'd be like hell to the yes mm. uh yeah because because I, I do think yeah that there's so many positives about this and the sum of that whole package is a really strong package it just kind of like I said, it just it just didn't fully encapsulate me like some of these recent ones have. Um, did you recognize the dad as well? It made me laugh when I like when I saw him in like the opening scene. It bugged me for a while. I was like, "Where the hell I've no, seen him?" I recently. don't know who it is. He um he was in Next Exit. Oh, he was, was he? Like, yeah, he was like the the drunk in the bar that joins him for drinks. <laughs> no way! Kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> I managed to pull it out my ass as well because it was bugging me, bugging me, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> man, I God, I recognize him. Obviously, I, you've not rewatched Next Exit yet, have you? No, no, I gave it a rewatch fairly recently, and that was why I was like, I've I've seen him recently, and I was like, was he in Last of Us? I was like, no, no, that's that's our lead. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, no, maybe he was in Last of Us. And I was like, <laughs> trying to think in my mind because you know he looks 
he looks a bit post-apocalyptic. And I was like, no, yeah. no. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're drunk in a bar. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a wild one to recognize. Um, but yeah, I really like the cast as well overall. Like, we, we obviously yeah. did a brief mention earlier, but yeah, Javi is like a side character I thought was so sensational. Okay. I think he just added a great level of the movie that obviously we're going to mostly be with June and her search and her sort of frantically finding out information. So I think those moments, they're just they're, they're, those were the only times in the movie where they really slow it down um because yeah if there was any criticism it was just at such a breakneck pace um that it 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 never got a chance to just kind of sit sometimes which i think these movies need to do um it's so hard to do that with screen life now that i think about it because like unfriended was actually similar of kind of like once usually with these films it's like once the shit hits the fan it's really hard to slow it back down mm-hmm. um you know deadstream was the same as well and and yeah so i like that they had this extra character who would pop up and you know a really cool subplot that added to the main thing and yeah to speak lastly about the actual like horror thriller stuff like i'm glad to me it, it really did land um mm-hmm. because it's certainly not like those movies that you can compare it to of course not um you know, like the great horror found footage films. But I think for what I was expecting, I wasn't expecting like anything because I'm like, this Mm. is a mass produced, you know, Sony pictures, like big budget cinema release. Um, I wasn't, I I was just expecting it to be about the search. I wasn't expecting actual scenes of violence, um, which like I say, of course, in comparison to most horror movies, they're extremely tame, but I thought they landed in this film. Um, And like I say, they're very uh, infrequent, um, but they landed when they did so i i really liked that aspect as well um but yeah i, I guess that's uh that's it for this one um should, should we do our recommendations what would you say for this one yeah i think um if you want to see a horror movie i don't recommend this because the horror didn't land for me if you love screen life movies i think this is an incredibly well-made one and uh, for all the reasons that we spoke about and if you like that element of it then then yeah i think of this this kind of uh, filmification screen screen life whatever we want to call it this glossy well-polished one you you don't get better than these ones um it's just for me that they're, they're not quite quite my jam um but yeah i still i still recommend it if it is your jam yeah for sure my, my only caveat would be like what you said of if you like screen life movies because because this is a very sort of niche category and mm. I, I love like, horror is so funny because horror is already niche and then yeah, you have no, and then you get more ridiculous layers upon layers that get even so obscure where yeah you could say you like horror um and we could just have such vastly opinions on films and i think this is one of those perfect examples that i think a lot of people are turned off by it whether it's the the older generation that's kind of not wanting to accept a movie that's all technology based or whatever for whatever reason but um i you know say it loud and proud a lot because i love screen life um and i think this is exceptional so yeah i would highly recommend this definitely see it at home um you don't need to see it on the big screen whatsoever but i think at home is the way to watch this one for sure um but yeah lastly it did just remind me now um is the sony pictures curse over at this point um mm. this movie 65 last week like i i think i think the curse is over you know i mean I, I would I would argue that we've not seen a good horror movie from Sony Pictures yet. Mm, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That'd be what I'd go for. I'd, I'd say arguably the last two weeks I weren't, weren't strong, weren't strong <laughs> in the the horror the horror genre. I, I still want I still want Sony to hit me with a slam dunk in the horror world. That's um, fair. If yeah. they're making good sci-fi movies and thriller movies, that's certainly better than what I expected from Sony Pictures. Yeah, we're getting um, closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I say that, and then right around the corner, they'll just release another possession movie, and I'll be like, oh, there we go, Sony classic. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion on missing. We will take a quick break, and we will be right back. Yeah, we did actually have an email this week. Um, I did want to just quickly go over from uh, Cody, um, who says, uh, Dear Super Horror Brozillas, um, I hope you're both doing very well. Uh, I'm almost done with my student teaching. It's been a crazy but rewarding experience. Um, I just wanted to tell you both that Evil Dead Rise is my number one horror movie of the year. Um, obviously, he's not going to spoil anything, but he says that the movie surpasses the Evil Dead movie from 2013, which is which is very high praise for this new entry. Um, and he said that he did not think it could be an Evil Dead movie that was better than uh, the original series or the, the recent movie, but this movie is amazing. I'm looking forward to your episode on the movie, and I hope you both enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, we normally don't do like a sort of a preview one, but I did want to definitely throw that in there because obviously Cody got to see it, I'm assuming, at a festival in America. Um ahead of its wide release but yeah, yeah i i'm i'm very excited like i i hope it's great i think evil dead is very much one of those franchises that we talk about like scream that they're just they're all so good mm. um you know, if you think about the four that we have at this point i think they also have such different purposes um yeah. and certainly i think definitely more variety than scream for sure because they're just mm. so vastly different in how in all in all the different entries and so the fact that we are now getting a another entry that will hopefully feel different i am curious because like that was my biggest takeaway from the trailer that is it it did look too much like the 2013 movie um not that that's necessarily a problem obviously because i love that film but i just wondered if it would it would make me unfairly compare it to it too much yeah, um, i mean it depends because i think visually it looks so much like it but but story beats and from what we've seen it looks so different you know it mm. looks different to almost anything the evil dead that we've seen yeah true um but yeah exciting times isn't it obviously we'll yeah. that, that'll be a few weeks away what how are you feeling about a new evil dead movie do you think it's do you think I'm, it's time I'm blown away that it's been 10 years obviously we had the tv show yeah. the amazing tv show definitely i mean and that's the other thing when you know when you were talking about how consistent evil dead is you know obviously mm. across four movies and three seasons of tv yep. um yeah i mean i think you know seeing the trailer and everything else i kind of thought that like it looks like uh it looks like a really fun horror movie, but it didn't feel like specifically like an evil dead movie almost, you mm. know, it felt like it was branded evil dead, but could have been, you know, the apartment block, um, you know, it could have just been titled that and I would have felt the same. Um, but, but kind of reading Cody's email and kind of seeing how excited he was after seeing it gets me way more excited. You know, I think, um, from memory, I think he is a fairly, you know, big fan of the the, the twenty thirteen. So, mm. so to say that this is better is is high praise indeed. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of got me way more pumped for it. And and yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this coming out now. Yeah, me too. Like I we, we kind of forgot at the start of the year really because there's just so much coming out, and we had the the big the, the Last of Us and Scream being these two things that are so important to us. But I think now that they're in the rear view mirror for now um hmm. it is you starting to realize like oh we're getting evil dead and we're obviously we're getting sore and you know who knows what that will be but i i will definitely trick myself are into getting, being are we getting a sore movie i don't i don't know i don't the know tenth, the 10th entry mate um of course with the return of not only tobin bell but apparently shawnee smith as well which why not I, 
how is that going to work <laughs> as an aside how like she died so long ago and so okay so what you're gonna say it's not as long as tobin bell mate (laughs) but she's to be fair tobin bell mostly looks the same yeah but like she doesn't so you can't do a prequel where she's aged 15 years since she died and like it's just ridiculous like unless you do the crazy de-aging technology maybe that's what they'll do but i mean where the fuck is hoffman that's all i want to say like, no. I don't want to open. I don't want to turn that rock over. We can't. We can't start the I, I don't, I don't want to have a four-hour podcast again. But like, I, I'm just like, <laughs> where the fuck is Hoffman? Like, well, it's not, I'm just. I don't want to set myself up for disappointment because we keep yeah. we keep doing this and we keep coming but, up with better you know, ideas. But do you know what I mean? Like, of of the Saw franchise, you've got all of these characters that they keep bringing back that were dead and mm. and gone, and and we've yeah. got Hoffman. The the we've got you know we want more of and mm. they're just like no no we're not giving you that you want shawnee i mean i haven't got a problem with amanda but i'm like you know her story's done i was gonna say i have a problem with her coming back because i yeah she's one of the few things that is sacred in saw at this point because mm. it was done so well and because you know, mm. i think they've already ruined most of tobin bell because if they keep just dragging him back and mm. You know, they thought they could do it out without him. They realized that they couldn't, so now they're bringing him back again. And it's like, and his cameo in Jigsaw, Jigsaw was awesome. It was the best part of that film. And so I don't want to take away that either by <laughs> bringing him back again. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all going to be very messy. But I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun to talk about. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but before we do um, finish off this week, there was another movie I want to quickly touch upon. Oh, just before you do that, I oh. just want to say... Uh... Cody mentioned in his email as well that he buried the lead because he said that he watched <laughs> all of the Phantasm movies and all of the Halloween movies and then spoke about the Halloween movies. No, 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 no. Let's just rewind a second here, Cody. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts on the Phantasm movies because uh, that, that's, that's, that's the conversation right there. So, so that, that, that's what I'm hoping we get next week, some, uh, some feedback on those Phantasm movies because that's what I need. I really want to watch Phantasm. Um, yeah, like I want to like just the first one because I'm not oh, going to well, go down. Well, well, well. I'm, I, listen, I've already watched enough shoddy Hellraiser sequels and all this stuff. Like I'm not going down that rabbit hole again. Um, look, mate, look, mate. The, the Phantasm <laughs> is a is a different level to that. Come on, come on. It's actually, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but yeah. No, how but many? Yeah. Honestly, how many Phantasm movies would you recommend? Five. Are you joking? Five. <laughs> Did you say one? One. Maybe two. Okay. So it's like Hellraiser. <laughs> no, because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole again too much. But I think the thing about Phantasm is, is that it's got these the same actors and the same people making these movies. Just imagine if like Child's Play, but just shitter. <laughs> I, funny enough, I can imagine that <laughs> because because it is like you know it is just it is fun just seeing these getting more and more low budget and like just just like you know it, it's like a garbage truck on fire just seeing it slowly like burn out and then they're like no we need to finish this story and no one knows what the story is like no one <laughs> apart yeah. from one person but he got to make his movies and tell his story. And that just makes me happy. So I think like that was my overwhelming thing when I was watching them, that I was just so happy that they were getting made. And these, these people got to, <laughs> to, to tell the story that no one, no one asked for. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, I, I, you know, I, I think there was enough backhanded compliments between talking shit to shine through that, that I, I really did love it. I, th- I thought it was a great, great ride. I've always had a morbid curiosity because I remember when I see clips of them, they definitely look different, which I like. Like, they don't yeah. look like a lot of other horror movies. Um, so, yeah, I would like to watch the first one at some point. Um, but no, I did watch a, a brand new movie over the weekend. Um, Mm-hmm. which is probably going to have like the highest body count of any film I'm going to see this year. Um, I can't imagine another one. I actually did look it up after the fact. Um, it's hard to get an exact number because obviously this movie's only just come out, but it's being t- uh, like touted at over 140 people get killed in this film, um, which certainly felt that way, which is uh, John Wick 4, um, which I've yeah. liked the franchise. Um, this is the first one I've seen on the big screen because I had a good feeling about this one. We, we saw the trailer a lot um Mm. in front of movies and i was like i really want to see this one on the big screen um and yeah liked the previous movies but i was never like a huge fan i watched them was like oh this is dumb fun and i like keanu and stuff um but i thought this movie was sensational like it's it's actually ridiculous how good this film is um from from the moment it starts really and i think it's it's a brisk two hours and 50 i was gonna Um, say yeah how's the runtime it's crazy because um there there are certainly scenes that i started to kind of glaze over a little bit in the first half um and i feel like that was how i felt about every talking scene in the previous three films where yeah. i just didn't give a yeah. shit about the plot at all and i was like when john wick's fighting people it's awesome and everything else i didn't really care about and i maybe that's just like the stigmatism carrying over because that happened early on where i was like oh yeah i don't really care too much but then like the second half the talking stuff i thought was really good and was really landing but the the brilliant thing is is like it's like a 10 minute talking sequence and then you get like a 40 minute action sequence (laughs) and you get like five of them because of how long the movie is and they're all amazing like this really felt to me of like the uh the last mission impossible movie where they just keep one-upping it within the same film um where i'm like oh this is the best sequence in the film and then 10 minutes later something's happened that's even more gnarly and so yeah i i thought this movie was just brilliant and i'm i, I can't imagine they'll do another one because i feel i really feel like they put their heart and soul into this one and just being like right we're just going to send this out because i can't imagine them making a better john wick film than this i think for what john wick is in, in its ludicrousness and its over the topness i mean Again, something like I don't even know whether I fully realized that his suit was bulletproof until I until watching this film where he literally just pulls up his jacket to, like, defend himself from bullets. Like, it's it's comical. And I, I mean, laughed I mean, a lot. That, that answers a couple of questions because yeah. I have, because quite often when I watch these movies, I'm like, you know, I, I, I feel like I've spent this whole week being like, I just want things to be more realistic. But like when I'm watching it, you know, I just want I just want accurate dinosaurs that's all i fucking want <laughs> <It's> so boring <laughs> but um but you know when i watch these movies i'm like you know there's there's four thousand people shooting at him and he's in like a suit just like not not glancing it's amazing like, yeah. you've not seen anything like this film because yeah they, they take this like all of that level of ludicrousness they just dial up to 100 in this film and yeah, i think all, is what's of villains, needed. all of the villains are brilliant like bill skarsgård's awesome in this um and oh, i should have googled his name before because i'm gonna forget let me check what is it donnie young the guy who was in rogue uh one 
um, um, Ian. um he's in this movie and he him and keanu um, in particular um their fight choreography is so sensational um like they're they're so good in every single scene every single scene and i think yeah just the way it ends is i couldn't believe how good this movie was and i would highly recommend ooh. it as someone who likes the other three this is going to change the way i feel about the whole franchise now where i'm like oh was i unfair on the other ones or is this because i think this is clearly the best one um and i would yeah i would highly recommend it just on that alone and, and if you want to see people get killed this this is the film to watch because yeah, yeah over 140 they're all pretty memorable and yeah they they just go so hard like i all, we, all 140 are memorable yeah clearly not but like there's, there's so i mean let's say let's say there's 50 that are memorable that's still going to be more than my yeah that's that's pretty good that's um, pretty good and it's so funny because we kind of talked about it in jest when we were talking about The Last of Us and how obviously it's like The Last of Us is so grounded in its violence. Mm. And I love that these things can coexist in the same world. Yeah. And, and we get this where this is like, yeah, death has no consequence in this film whatsoever. Um, and, it, and it is just everyone is cannon fodder. And like I say, the all of the video game comparisons are, are there, of course, where you're just constantly fighting endless waves of victims to kill because yeah, it's exactly yeah because it's fun it's fun to see keanu reeves just go around and oh it, it's great yeah like it, i had so, like i for watching a movie this long i couldn't believe how much i enjoyed it and like by the end of it i thought i'd be exhausted and i could have watched like another two hours it was just so entertaining so yeah, yeah that's pretty exciting because i'm i'm where you are where like i've seen the other movies and to me they're just fine you know yeah. and, and it got to the point where i'm like do you know what they're not Mission Impossible, and they're just like, and I need them to be, you know, they're never going to be Mission Impossible, so I need it to be batshit crazy, and they're kind of, they're kind of crazy, but I need it to be like Hardcore Henry, basically. They done it. Um, they absolutely done that. Yeah, I, I was, gonna, I, I thought this was kind of the closest I've seen really to like a big budget mm. studios take on Hardcore Henry, because um, I think it initially started as more like the raid that they were going for, and there's definitely still hints of that with the kind of hardcore um, hand-to-hand combat with you know involving mm. weapons and stuff. But I think yeah, this really just takes the stunt work. Like there's a part in I think it's France where there's like a um, a big archway and there's like a, a, a circular road that goes around the archway that has like five lanes of traffic that just goes around in a big loop and he's fighting people in the middle of this while there's cars going around them constantly and he's just body slamming guys into the side of like oncoming cars and like kicking off them and uh, it's it's so insane this film I, I i really cannot cannot stress how mental this film is i absolutely loved it um so yeah, it was a great time. Like I watched this, I watched Missing, that was great, and of course, a uh, certain video game, Resident Evil Four, just come out. So uh, hopefully, yes. people are enjoying that as well. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it in the coming weeks when we've played it more. Um, Maybe, but, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Resident Evil Four, and it is. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't gloss over that because, like, for people that don't know, it, it's funny, right? Because oh, in no, the... imagine, imagine like the generation of people that that are playing this now for the first time. Oh. Like, I'm envious of you. I am. Like, I'm sure. of the last twenty, you know, what fifteen years of memories that we had playing it on about ten different systems, and we we get to this point because um, it's funny. Yeah, I wonder how many times I own Resident Evil Four. Yeah, I, I'm on it at least five. Um, 
Like, it's mm. it's absolutely ridiculous. And I would yeah, I'd, I want to buy this game already again. Um, but yeah, like for people that don't know, it is funny because w- when it comes to like horror films, you think about how debated they are and how there isn't. If you said to people, like, yeah. "Oh, is there a general consensus of what the best one is?" The answer is definitely there isn't. <laughs> like there isn't a general consensus. I don't think that you could maybe get it down to half a dozen, but there isn't a one that most people would agree on. I don't think. Um, whereas yeah. in video games, it has been mutually agreed upon for the last fifteen years. That this is the greatest horror game ever made and so for them to come back now and do it in this this current renaissance of resident evil the last four being so good and and obviously the two remakes and the the seven and village being sensational like it's wild to now come back to the high point of the franchise again for a new generation on this new hardware like it's it's so exciting um but yeah good good times but yeah i'm uh we probably won't have anything as exciting to talk about next week. Uh, maybe there's a little on-demand movie that you want to check out that you might have to force us to watch. Um, yeah, buddy. <laughs> starring a, Just, a certain character as a slasher, maybe? A, a certain childhood, you know, uh, character, yeah? A beloved childhood <laughs> character. I mean, you know. I think, I think you know, what, what we need is a palate cleanser. Yeah. You know? And uh, and and I I can't think of anything more more apt. When you say do um, you mean as... terrible film? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've just been watching too much good stuff late recently. God. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just want to watch a goddamn horror movie, all right? <laughs> See, I just want to watch good films. <laughs> no, I don't care if it's shit. I don't care if it's shit. I just want to watch a horror movie. <laughs> that's that's the leading for next week we shall see i this i really hope it's good um i put the odds on that of being about slim to none but we shall see <laughs> um yeah me too, me too. i mean i i don't have high expectations but you know i mean you got you got a love you got a love a trier haven't you exactly but yeah i think because i think we've got a couple of free weeks before we're back at the cinema with renfield um interesting with that one i feel okay. like that's kind of going under the radar because it's out like the week before evil dead um mm. i'm looking forward to that one um and yeah we've still got a couple of free weeks so like, we might get a craven in there even though it'd be pretty soon to do another one but i think we both are eager to 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 continue that um with a bit of cursed up next of course um but yeah some good stuff coming indeed uh but yeah that was episode 342 thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, and how could I start that?